Welcome to today's edition of the Author's Corner, brought to you by KNEO 91.7 FM, The Word, and I'm Roberta Foster. And today I welcome Fred Sievert to Author's Corner. He's written the book, Fast Starting a Career of Consequence, Practical Christ-Centered Advice for Entering or Re-Entering the Workforce, and it's published by Morgan James Faith, and he'll tell you more about how to uh, get a copy of the book at the end of the program. So, Fred, thank you so much for being with us today. My pleasure to be with you. Thanks for having me. Well, it's not often we talk with a Fortune 100 corporate president who's retired early, um, especially to attend divinity school. So why don't you tell us about your faith background and what led you to retire early and, and your further education? Certainly. Well, we'll start with my faith background. Uh, unlike a lot of the authors you interview. Uh, I was not raised in a worshiping Christian family. Uh, I came to know the Lord at, at a young age. Um, actually, I've written two other books. In my first book, God Revealed, the very first chapter is called My Mystical Adolescent Experience, where I, I grew up in a neighborhood. Uh, I'm a baby boomer, so there were you know, only about 20 homes in the neighborhood, but lots of kids, mm-hmm. and many, many my age. And so there was a lot of talk about faith. All, all faiths were, virtually all faith traditions were represented in the group. But, you know, I was always kind of an outlier because my parents really didn't take me to church. So I mm-hmm. had a lot of questions and issues. And so one day, I w- at age 12, I was... Uh, home alone. My parents were working. It was during the summer, and my brother was out playing, and I, I lay on my bed, and I just started contemplating some deep questions. Mm. At the time, I didn't think they were deep theological <laughs> questions, but I later found that they were. Things things like, you know, God, who are you? Mm-hmm. Uh, who's, who's Jesus? What's this about the Trinity and the Holy Spirit, yeah. are you are you with me now? Will you forever be with me? And anyway, I, I was not asleep. I was not self-hypnotized. I was wide awake. And I felt myself almost in an out-of-body experience, uh, lifted up off the bed. I really felt I was in God's hands. Hmm. And even though I didn't get a vision, I didn't hear his voice, I really felt strongly that he was communicating with me and saying basically that, yes, I'm real, I'm with you now, I will be with you forever, and the answers to your questions will come in time. And that that experience didn't last very long, and I tried to recreate it later, I recreated it one more time, but it, it just gave me this very strong faith and really an enduring uh, desire to learn a lot more. So uh, probably starting in my 20s, I became very active in my church and have been active ever since. However, you know, at the same time, I was pursuing a career Mm -hmm. and very busy and advancing in my career. And I, I always kind of felt that my spiritual education and development were deficient. And it was it was a lifelong dream of mine to retire early and go to divinity school, which which I did. I realized that dream at age fifty nine, and I could have kept working. I was president of New York Life Insurance Company. I could have kept working for another five or six years, mm-hmm. but I want. I, I thought it was the time was right. I prayed about it, and I retired early and went to divinity school. And I'll tell you a cute little story: is 
my daughter, my adult daughter, who was at our home when I went out for my first day at school, <laughs> I, I, I was leaving. I was leaving the house, and she was in the living room with my wife, and she yells out, "Dad, play nice with the other kids, and don't forget, don't forget to share." And, and, you know, that was actually kind of profound because the whole divinity school experience for me was about sharing my faith and my relationship mm. with the Lord. You know, it was a great experience. That is really a great mix, though, for young people to have the wisdom and education of somebody uh, considerably older than them. Um, you've got all that life experience to share, so I'm sure they benefited greatly from your presence there. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. And, and you know, the... Uh, my books are written with that in mind. I've always had kind of a passion to positively impact the lives of younger people by speaking and writing about my faith, and that that really was the basis for all three of my books. Well, and as you said, your first two books were totally faith-based, but this one is actually contains a lot of faith element, but it's... Um, written that it could be just as well for a secular reader as it would be for a Christian reader. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you said that, because you know when I first wrote the book, I was targeting, as I conceptualized it, I was targeting Christian college students, okay. thinking that they, they would graduate soon. In fact, the timing, not only of the book, but of this call with you, is uh, is perfect because you know we're going to get to graduation mm-hmm. season, and this book, fast starting a career consequence, would make a terrific graduation present. Yeah, I was first targeting uh, Christian college students, and the publishers typically tell you to target a target a pretty narrow audience. But then, then the, the subtitle subtitle was going to be practical Christ centered advice for entering the workforce, and then I thought, well, wait a minute. You know, there's adults coming back from child-rearing years. Mm-hmm. There's, there's veterans coming back from military service. So I added added the, the words re-entering mm-hmm. the workforce as well. And then COVID hit. And just before <laughs> I went to the to the printer with my manuscript, I thought, you know, I got to go back through here realizing that there are now millions of people, you know, coming off COVID furlough at some point, or even reimagining their future and their future career. So suddenly this this market expanded dramatically. And more than that, as you said in the introduction, if you went on Amazon and you read a bunch of the reviews on Amazon, I'd say more than half of them say this book is not just for Christians because the value of the business advice. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it really... It's it's become almost you know a ministry for me to reach out, and I, I feel there's an evangelical aspect to this because a lot of people are buying it just for the business, but mm-hmm. they're getting a good a good dose of biblical principles and scriptural references throughout the whole book. It's Amen. really integrated. The word that caught my attention when I was introduced to your book was the word consequence. Fast starting a career of consequence. And, you know, most people want to have an impact on or through their job. And so 
you provide um, some tips on how to get started in developing a career of, of consequence, and we're going to find out more about that in just a moment. Uh, let me remind the listeners, though, that I'm talking with Fred Sievert regarding the book Fast Starting a Career of Consequence by Morgan James Faith, and you're listening to Author's Corner. I'm Roberta Foster. So it says that you're, you gave your daughter five tips that would help her um, fast start her career of consequence. Do you want to share a couple of those with our listeners? Yeah, I I did. And uh, I gave her five tips. And then ultimately, after I uh, spoke at commencement addresses, I did three commencement addresses where it went over very well. And then and then I wrote a brief article on it. My agent, my agent got a hold of me because he saw the article and he said, "Fred, you've got another book here." <laughs> so I, I, I said to him, "You know, uh, I got to tell you something. Though I'm not writing a book just about business. Uh, I've got to write about my faith." And he said, "Of course, that's in your DNA." <laughs> but I gave my daughter five tips, and I expanded it to ten tips. And I, I, I would say every one of them, you know, the word practical Christ-centered advice is so appropriate. That's in the subtitle, mm-hmm. uh, with with the, the two operative words being practical and Christ-centered, because it really is both very practical. Someone can read the 10 chapters on the tips and, and really, you know, gen, the, uh, generate value from that. Um, so yeah, you asked about my daughter. There were two things. There were two two tips in particular that really served her well. And she had just graduated from college, was languishing in a lower level position, and asked me to give her these tips. So one of them, there's a chapter called uh, "Understand and Embrace the the Mission and Values of Your Company." And what I told her very simply, there's a lot more than this in that chapter, but what I said is I'd like you to memorize the mission statement Mm. of your company so that you can recite it. And she said to me, Dad, you really want me walking around reciting the mission? And I said, no. You know, if you do that, you're going to appear arrogant, and arrogance is the biggest career blocker in Mm. my mind. I said, no, I want you to memorize it because it then becomes embedded in your brain. So that you can you can easily recall it, and you can assess assess the decisions that are being made by your peers, your superiors, and even let it frame your own decisions going forward as you advance in the company. Because it's critically important in my mind that uh, decisions by a company or an executive need to be well aligned with the mission mm-hmm. of the company. So that was very important, and she she implemented that. The second one that I'll mention, because it not only was important to her, I think it was probably one of the best chapters in the book uh, in terms of uh, importance in, in advancing your career and getting identified as a high-potential employee. My daughter had no, no coursework in accounting, math, or economics in, in college. So what I said to her, I want you to develop an understanding of the financial underpinnings of the business, which is chapter 10 in the book. She was in a panic. You know, she was, <laughs> she was kind of terrified. How am I going to do that, Dad? And I said, look, I'm going to make this very simple for you. I want you to go find somebody in the accounting department who's willing to give, spend a little time with you, giving you a basic understanding of the, of the company's income statement and balance sheet. And then once you get that understanding, you don't have to know how all the numbers are put together into 
devised and developed. Now, just a, sort of an understanding of how the income statement flows into the balance sheet. Then I want you to track six numbers. And I said, you can get this every quarter in a couple of minutes from the company's reports. And those six numbers were from the income statement. Look at the revenue, the expenses, and revenue minus expenses equals net income. Those three numbers from the balance sheet. Look at assets, liabilities, and net equity. Assets minus liabilities equals net equity. And I said to her, you know, even when I, as president of New York Life, you know, the 10 or 12 people who report directly to me have had a staff meeting. I said something like, hey, what were our revenues last quarter? Almost nobody except maybe the CFO would, would know mm-hmm, the number. Mm-hmm. And I said, here you are, this young girl deep in the marketing department who who is following and tracking these six numbers quarter by quarter. And I said, it will allow you to generate questions about, you know, why are revenues up but income is down and things like that. And I said, then, then the final thing, and, and this, this kill, I call it ask the killer question. And I said, you got to ask it exactly the way I'm asking it, I'm, I'm saying it now. And that is what drives the profitability of our business? Hmm. Go to the accounting guy and ask him that question. I said, I wouldn't be surprised if he says, I, I've, I've got to get back to you on that because he, <laughs> you know, he'll have to think about it. But I also wouldn't be surprised if the CEO of the company hears that this this girl down in the marketing department is asking these kinds of questions. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, that that really is going to help to identify you as a high potential employee. And, you know, it's up to you to advance your career and, mm-hmm. and work hard and get things done. But you, you could advance very rapidly. And she did. She was promoted several times over the next couple of years and ended up being a brand manager of her company. Wonderful. Well, Fred, I got one more question for you in our time that we have together. Um, You say to identify and use your spiritual gifts at work. Are you telling us that uh, we should be boldly proclaiming ourselves as Christians at our job, or does that go a little, little more subtle? It's a little more subtle, but even though I was the president of New York Life and we had 65,000 employees and agents. I, I was very open about my faith. I, I talked about it all the time, and there were, and there were, you know, multiple faith traditions in the in the company. Um, but you know, even some of the non-Christian folks, Jews in particular, we had a lot of Jewish folks, um, would say to me, you know, they really appreciated the fact that someone at a high corporate level was expressing his faith. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that what you identified really was chapter one of all my books. Mm-hmm. Chapter one is usually the, the most important or the last chapter. But the first chapter was identify and use your spiritual gifts at work. And, and the appendix to that chapter gives a spiritual gifts assessment tool where people can mm. assess those gifts. And and a, a lot of people have told me that was the favorite part of their book because they took the time to do that assessment tool and identify their gifts. And, I, you know, I really think if you're following God's calling mm-hmm. in whatever you do, I mean, I think when I was first very a very young Christian, I mistakenly thought, you know, on Sundays I'm a Christian, on Mondays through Fridays I'm an employee, on Saturdays I'm a father and husband. Well, that's right, you know. <laughs> you're you're all those things all mm-hmm, the time. Mm-hmm. And, and at work, the book gives many examples 
in the first five chapters, which are biblical principles in the workplace, of my business experience and how I did express my faith and and how uh, I applied all of those principles in the workplace. And people knew that I was a strong Christian and doing it. Now, you say boldly declare it. I don't think, you know, a new employee probably should not be proselytizing or evangelizing, Mm -hmm. you know, immediately at work. But people will gravitate to you when they see what your values are and your beliefs are. And, and, And it can be really a mission field in a lot of ways. Um, you know, I almost viewed New York life as a mission field. I, I view we're living in New Hampshire now where 2% of the population mm-hmm. says they attend church regularly. Mm-hmm. So we made a multi-generational move to New Hampshire where I'm now living with two of my kids and three of my grandkids in the same house. And I tell them I'm viewing this as the mission field. Yeah. Um, you know, it's 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 a time to declare my faith and tell people about Jesus mm-hmm. and bring that bring them to the Lord. Well, uh, Fred, we know that you have a website, um, so why don't you tell our listeners about that and what we'll find there? Yeah, the website is called Stories of God's Grace. There's no dashes, dots, or apostrophes. It's all one storiesofgodsgrace dot com. Uh, we, we do a lot of posting of uh, even some of the stories that didn't make my books. We post those stories okay. on the website. We have a prayer list uh, that people can sign up for me and tell me what their prayer request is. I answered okay. about 10 people today who sent me notes about prayer requests. Mm-hmm. You can also buy my books not only on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, but also on the website. You'll, uh, you can buy them at a discount from retail and with free shipping. Um, so, yeah, there's a, there's a lot going on there, and I also have a Facebook and Twitter account. There's a lot of good stuff out there, and it's all faith-based, but it's also now integrating some of the business aspects of my background. Wonderful. Well, the book that I've been talking with Fred about is called Fast Starting a Career of Consequence, Practical Christ-Centered Advice for Entering or Re-Entering the Workforce, and again, written by Fred Sievert, and we certainly thank Morgan James Faith for um, being the publisher here, and thank you, Fred, for sending us a copy of the book today and being with us and sharing your heart with our listeners. Thank you, Roberta. It's been great to talk to you. And to our listeners, we do appreciate you tuning in. This is Roberta Foster on The Author's Corner. Join us again next time.